Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. Uh, Brother William here with Pastor Kenny. Today we are talking about a what about response that has become common uh, when our country's treatment of black people is brought to the for- forefront. We've actually <laughs> we've talked about, discussed having a whole series of kind of what about comments. And so essentially what happens is somebody will bring up an, an issue and then instead of somebody actually responding to the actual issue, they will say, well, yeah, but what about this? Or what about this? Or what about this? And so today we're going to focus on one of those. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about whether or not we need to, to cover some more later. <laughs> yeah. um, but today is, is our focus is what about the Irish? Or to put it uh, in a different way, what about the white slaves? So anytime kind of African-American slavery is brought up, it's like, well, what about the Irish, or what about, what about white slaves? Kenny, what, what are the origins, motives for this response? Yeah, so uh, this was kind of originated back, um, <laughs> way, way back in the kind of the 19th, 20th century, and it really originates with almost exclusively white supremacist or white nationalist groups. Okay. And so the... Like the, you can go back, you can see the history of it and see... Yeah, you'll okay. see there. it's either books written by them or yeah, articles right. written by them. Mm-hmm. And so the, the argument is then usually brought forward today. You'll see this from white nationalists, white supremacists, neo-Nazi mm-hmm. groups even. Right. And they will create a meme. They'll take a picture and some... Uh, just random picture that looks like some white yes. people suffering yes. and they'll put a meme up and they'll say mm. something to the effect about what about the Irish? What about white slaves? Yes. And so, and then what people will do, people who are trying to apologize for America, um, for, for the sins of America, they will take that meme and then they will share it all over social media. Right. And so the, the point of it is, the, the kind of the goal of it is to say, hey, African-Americans, hey, black people, you need to get over slavery or move on from it. And so the argument goes, if the Irish were slaves and you don't hear them complaining and you see that they have moved on right. and progressed in the United States and they're not asking for any reparations, then black people should do the same. They should stop complaining and asking for reparations. And right. so you, it ends up being some some form of an apologetic for the United States. We don't necessarily have to take ownership for the condition of the black community. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up being an indictment on the black community. Of, okay, why can't you move on? Why can't you succeed? This other group that's been slaves, that has been discriminated against, they're succeeding. Right. They've moved on. So why can't you? And you're and they're like like give us some example like uh you already kind of gave the one example or it's sort of yeah but but what are what are some examples of like 
memes. I mean, let's just we we should just. Well, I don't want to get ahead, but <laughs> memes, man. Hey, memes are, memes are, are not right. good. We should start like a movement, like pastors against dumb memes, or yes. pastors against ridiculous yeah. memes, things probably, like, yeah, like that. Yeah, probably need to make a Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> just share them on Facebook. We should. <laughs> I, oh, this is a man. dumb meme. I would follow that. Yes. If there was a way to like follow just dumb memes being posted all the time, I would follow that. Yes. Um, so what are have you seen some examples of stuff like this? Yeah, so one of the most common examples was actually shared by a politician uh, back in 2013. It a professional actually, politician. Yes, shared a dumb meme. Shared, shared oh, this dumb meme. Man. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. No, I think that was the of first and last not. time that that happened not. was back in Never. 2013. But yeah, this meme says. White Irish were treated worse than any other race in the United States. When is the last time you heard an Irishman curse word? Yes. <laughs> and moaning about how the world owes them a living. Hmm. And so, again, it has this uh, picture of what appears to be white people being mistreated, hmm. which is actually not Irishmen, but of course, all you need is a a that's, picture yeah, to no, that's you know that's immaterial it yeah that just, right yeah, right you know, morgan freeman says all types of stuff that he never said but if you put morgan freeman on yes. a meme it gives it some and sort then, of credibility that's true, right? right right you know you say it what is it the you know uh, every quote is from spurgeon or yeah. abraham lincoln or right. whatever yeah just, yeah just, just throw works. a picture up just there, right. up there. so another one is uh it has the kind of the title white slavery history denied covered up and marginalized, and then it says the first slaves imported into the American colonies were 100 white children in 1619. Okay. Four months before the arrival of a first shipment of black slaves. Then it makes the point that Irish slaves were less expensive than African and treated with more cruelty and death. Okay, so that's uh taking it to a whole I mean, whole another level, whole another level right? here. We're, we're going to make meme. this this bold claim that you know white children were the first slaves and that they right. were actually treated worse than than Africans. So again, it goes back to this argument: if they were treated worse and they were the first ones, why are y'all complaining? Why are black people complaining about how they were treated? Right. So okay, you, you you see some of the. <laughs> Some of what's going on here. Okay, right. So yeah. a couple of examples. Yeah. So so let's. I mean, let's dive in. I mean, um, what? Well, let's just walk through. What what's wrong with this response? Yeah. So initially, the, the I mean, the first thing that's obviously wrong with this response is that it's just false. False. <laughs> yeah. It's just false. Right. So the the idea that. The first slaves were a hundred white children in sixteen nineteen. That's just false. Right. It's just categorically false. It can actually be proven to be untrue. And so, um it's just really just false. It's revisionist history. And I, I mean which is a real cautionary tale because I mean I like I remember being a kid and like going to the grocery store and looking at the like the magazine section or the mm -hmm. newspaper or whatever, I knew as like a little kid that the National Enquirer or whatever whatever crazy thing was being claimed, you know, because there yes. would be like pictures of UFOs on those things and all that. Like I, like I, I knew, I was like, that's 
that's not real. Yes. You, you know, like it, yes. or maybe the first few times I thought it was real and my parents were like, no, William, that's, you know, that's not, that's not a real magazine. What? Right. But it's almost like we've, we're in this time where some of these claims should, we should easily, at least we should think, I'm not sure if that's true or not. But we it, should. But we don't. I mean, it's it's like if it fits what we want to believe, if it fits a you know our narrative, the whole I, you know if it fits your narrative. I mean, it's like we will believe stuff and not check it and not even question it. I mean, right. And and the like, reason you know part of the reason why we do that is because we're being manipulated to to do that. Right. So what what we would do is like we'll, we'll like these groups they will whether it's the mainstream media or sort of these fringe groups, they'll post something, but then they will add the kind of the, the buzzwords that most people want to hear mm-hmm. when it comes to what, if I want to believe it. Right. It's the, it's something's being covered up. Right. Or the liberal media or the, or it's covered, doesn't want to cover this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yes, the media, does not want to cover sure. some things, right? Because right. it doesn't fit their narrative. It doesn't fit their narrative. Right. Yes. But that doesn't make something true just by adding the the line that this is being covered up or this right. is being marginalized. And so when we hear that, there's part of us well we're in, we're in on we're in on the secret. We like to be in on on the secret, right? Mm. We want to we want to feel like we know something that other people don't know. Mm. But what we realize, what we don't realize is is that this this thing that you claim is being covered up or marginalized, it actually didn't happen. Right. <laughs> the, these true. are people who are trying to get you to believe something that is revisionist history. It's right. just not true. And so we we have to go beyond this these buzzwords this manipulation that people are trying to give us to believe something that mm. is just not true. People have motives, and so that and another thing in regards to that is like we need to understand like who's sharing what. Mm-hmm. Like doesn't mean we just automatically dismiss it, but right. if you go back to this to the origins of this this line this this argument. It really does. You can you can look up these groups. Mm. Like these groups have beliefs that whites are superior. Right. If you look deeply into these, not not even deeply. Like sometimes it's really just mm-hmm. in like plain as day in their beliefs. Right. That this is what we believe. We believe that white people are superior. Mm-hmm. That other races, ethnicities are inferior. And so, like, we, we do need to think about where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And if it's coming from people who are just horrible, right? <laughs> just horrible groups, then we need to be mindful of that. And right. like, maybe this is false. Maybe they're trying to right. revise history to meet their narrative. Yeah. Yeah, and it also, you know, kind of a, a second reason or second thing is wrong. It's a it's a false equivalency, right? So you're yeah. you're equating um, what you would what we would call or what history is called indentured servitude. That would be the, more of the white slavery, Irish slavery, versus chattel slavery, which would been um, what was happening with um, uh, African Americans in our country. So, like to say that those are the and this happens all the time. Yes, right. To say that those two things are equivalent is just 
again, false. Like that's not so the, they're false. not the same thing. Yes. Um, historically, you could see. And we're not saying one was good and one was bad. No, that, both of them were horrible. That's terrible. That's the wrong thing too. But they're not exactly the same thing. And so you have to understand the differences. You need to be able to understand the nuances, the history of that, so that you can better understand why such a meme or such a statement or, or the whole what about what about the Irish is, is not actually helpful to bring up into this conversation. Yeah. Um, because you're not comparing apples to apples, right? You're not, you're not comparing uh, two, two things that are um, the same. Both of them are horrible, but we, we do need to understand that there is a, a difference in scale and scope. Yeah. Right. Like something becomes worse based upon the scale and the scope that it happens. And so in ditch servitude, Irish were treated horribly. Right. Nobody is denying that. I, right. I wouldn't deny that as a black man. They were treated horribly right. as indentured servants. But again, indentured servants were still co- considered to be human. Mm. There were actually laws about how you treat indentured servants mm-hmm. and, and they had rights, which of course our justice system wasn't uh, very <laughs> good just. At, good at protecting. Right. Yeah. Very just during yeah. that period of time. Right. Uh, so they didn't necessarily were able to take hold of those rights. Right. But it, there, there were rights on the, on the books for indentured servants. Right. Slaves were considered property and they were treated as property. Like right. you could kill a slave and nothing because it was, it was considered slaves were considered right. property. Mm. They weren't considered human. And again, indentured servants, we're we're talking decades. We're not talking centuries of slavery and discrimination. Mm. Uh, Irish were able to assimilate into American society. Mm -hmm. Black people didn't get that. Uh, You you can't change the color of your skin overnight and say, I'm going to assimilate into the features of your body and say, we're going to assimilate into society. So there's a lot of false equivalency that goes on with that. And we, we have to be able to understand that. Right. Like I, it, it, some of it's just plain as day. But, <laughs> right. you know, sometimes we just got to think long and hard about mm-hmm. these things are not the same. Right. What else would you say is wrong with this response? I mean, this is something that's wrong with any any kind of response of what about ism. Yeah. Right. It's the deflection. Mm-hmm. Like we are going to deflect from the problem that is being addressed. And so we're going to try to talk about something else. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is, is that we don't really care about either of those things mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. That's usually right. the problem. Like when people who are bringing up Irish slavery or, you know, Irish being mistreated, they don't care about the Irish either. Right. They right. just want to deflect from the discussion right. mm-hmm. of blacks being mistreated. Mm. And so you have the problem of deflection. You also have the problem of just lack of sympathy. Mm. Like if, if you have black people who are upset about police brutality or being upset about continued discrimination and racism of, of some sort, like why would you bring that up during that time? Why don't you take the moment to, to sympathize with them? Right. And and again, it it, it tries to minimize sin. Mm. And we as Christians, they're not we, we dare not minimize sin. It's, it, well, and it uses I mean, if you, you know, whatever you want to say, I mean, if it, well, it, it uses 
one problem to try to justify a, a different problem. Right. But like that doesn't work. It doesn't. Even if they are equivalent. <laughs> yes. Like, it's, they're still both wrong. Like, I mean, they're still both wrong. No. You know, I mean, if I want to say endangered servitude was wrong and how the Irish were treated was wrong. Yes. That doesn't mean that <laughs> chattel slavery in America was somehow okay. No. Like, no. That, that, yeah. It so, doesn't, it doesn't at, in any way minimize Americans' sinfulness, right? right? It, yes. it does the opposite. It says, okay, not, <laughs> not only, only does America <laughs> need to repent of right. slavery, they need right. to repent of indentured servitude, how they treated the Irish. Right. And so... You know, the the actual goal that this argument is trying to do and trying to, you know, reduce the ownership, you know, the ownership of America. Like, no, you're actually doing the opposite. Right. You need to repent over more than what you previously Mm -hmm. even thought you needed to repent. Right. I mean, really what it signifies is, is that there were people in power who used that power against everybody they possibly could in every way they possibly could. Yes. Right. I mean, that's in one sense. We we treated you know, African-Americans like chattel, like animals, you know, yes. we didn't really feel like we could pull that off with the Irish. And so we treated them like indentured servants, but we, we found ways to get around it and still right. mistreat them. And it's like that. Yeah. That's what we're trying to say. Like, <laughs> right. like we agree yes. that this was, these were evil acts yes. and how we treated people was awful. And we need to own that, recognize that, figure out how that's continued. Right. Um, so, which I which I think is another thing we we talked about some, but but maybe needs to get, you know get get brought up is, um, the, the, I don't know if we mentioned this when we were talking about it, but um, the the ongoing struggle for African Americans in this country is not equivalent to the ongoing struggle of the Irish. No, and so I think I think we need to admit. I mean that that needs to be like we again that's part of that false equivalence yes you know and, and you may have mentioned that but I, right. I think it's important to to see that you know like yeah. there is ongoing um racism i mean it still exists yeah. you know there's there's ongoing problems and um now are there perhaps groups out there that are racist against the irish perhaps yeah you know i mean i'm not saying that that is not there right. but it's just not nearly as prevalent as what we're what we're talking about no what we see in the african-american community and just the just the long history of Jim Crow and, and things right. of that nature. At, at that point, Irish had very much assimilated into society because right. it became more about the color of your skin than it became about your nationality. Right. Like whether you were Irish. And, and you think about just even how we, like you fill out an application or you're filling out a form or anything. Like we don't have different nationalities listed under Caucasian or any. Right. Like we still have a separate category. Yep. for black African American, mm-hmm. and so our society eventually went away from the the nationality aspect of it, and he, we, I mean, even codified mm-hmm. the the racial skin color aspect of it, right. and so yeah, there's it's it's really just a a false equivalency, and we yeah. have to be able to see that in in just our history, just yeah. the facts of, of our history, right. All right, so how should we respond? How should we respond as Christians? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. as followers of Christ, we have to be committed to the truth in all areas right. of life. And so, you know, as evangelicals, well, <laughs> mm. we should. We're, we're committed to the Bible as the infallible, inerrant word of God. And so, but that doesn't, 
Like we don't drop truth off, you know, in our, with our faith with Christ, our faith with Christ should actually permeate every area of our life. And mm-hmm. that commitment to truth should also permeate every area of our lives. And so we can't go around believing falsehoods because it, confirms what I already believe we have to fight against that like truth is truth no matter who shares it Mm -hmm. right even if the the racist white supremacist groups were actually speaking truth we have to accept it as Mm -hmm. truth and we know they have motives behind what they're sharing even if the liberal media shares (laughs) something that's true it's still true but we know they have an agenda behind it so we can't reject truth or we can't accept, we can't reject truth because a certain group says it. And we can't accept falsehood because a group that confirms what we believe shares it. Right. We have to be just outright committed to the truth mm. in every area of our lives. And we're struggling with this right now. I yeah. think, right. I mean, everybody's kind of broken up into groups and all the groups have a narrative. All the groups have an agenda and I mean, I see Christians all the time siding with their group. Yes. And, and, and that, even when that means siding against the truth. Right. You know, and it's like, whoa, 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 what are we doing? You know, yes. like that is not our call as Christians. So I, I mean, I, I think it's very clearly a problem here, but it's, it's, a, you know, it's really a struggle, I think. I think it's a place where we've all got to kind of look and say, okay, am I letting my mm-hmm. group or my party or my whatever it is, Am I letting them say things to me or teach me things that are yeah. actually not true, that are not right? Like, do I have, am I more committed to standing up for the truth against them? Yes. Or am I just more committed to the, you know, this group winning, whatever yeah. that means? And know? what I would say is, is that it seems like what we've done, instead of taking that commitment to truth, to every area of our lives, what we've done is we've almost taken this confirmation bias to the Bible. Mm. And so what we end up doing is we, we will even elevate portions of the Bible that fit the narrative Mm. that we have in our, in the political sphere, instead of saying, I'm just going to be committed to the truth and committed to the Bible in every area of my life. So we start talking more about, Hey, (laughs) you know, Jesus, help the poor or, or, you know, more than any other other thing or or Jesus Mm. accepted everybody except instead of Jesus called people to repent (laughs) and, Mm. and and turn from their sins. Or we start to focus more on things like Jesus turned over tables instead of Jesus, you know, loving people enough to die for them. And so we end up taking that, those narratives into the Bible instead of just being, uh, biblical in every area mm. of our lives. And we go to the text just looking for justification. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what, what we do. Yeah. We're looking for a proof text or something that will justify. I want to be angry. Yes. I need something to justify. Oh, Jesus turned over tables. Uh, right. So now, I'm, now my anger is justified. It's right. Like, whoa, whoa, that's not. <laughs> or, you know, I want to justify my, you know, not holding on to the truth the way that I should mm-hmm. and just accepting everybody and, and, and trying mm-hmm. to affirm everybody in, in the foolishness that they do. And so I say, Jesus, Jesus is, well, God is love. That's right. He loved everybody. No, like that's not the the theme of the the only theme of the Bible. Right. And so, yeah, we have to fight that. Yeah. We got to fight against that. 
What else would you say, brother? How should Christians respond? Stop sharing dumb memes. <laughs> yes, Can please. get that on like a... Um, we make we a meme. A, we need a meme. <laughs> right. Come on, Kenny. Stop. You need to design that yes. for us. I don't have any skill there. Yes. But, uh, somebody get on that and share it with us. Somebody get us... Just stop sharing stupid memes. That yes. was... Um, wasn't there a Russ Moore quote, something about don't do dumb things anymore? Yes. Let's, let's stop doing stupid things. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think there, you know, there needs to be just, just some... It it's very easy. You can, you can you can hit that share button and actually really offend people. Yeah, and not even think about it almost. Right. You know, you just read it and you're like, oh yeah, that, man, that's that makes a good point. I'm gonna share that. And you hit that button and you've offended people. Yes. And, and you don't, and sometimes you don't even know it or or because um, I mean we have to realize social media is public. Like people can see it. You know. And yes. So people can see if you liked it. People can see if you shared it. And man, we have got to have more discernment. I mean, we we've got to pause. We've got to stop. Um, and I, I think I just think we need to be uh, more discerning. You know, in very that, much so. Uh, research, look at the. You know, is this true? Is this real? Not just again going back. Not just um, who shared it. Yeah, I like the group. I like this group. They shared it, or I like this person, or I like this politician, or I like this. They shared it. it must be true. I'm gonna. Nope. Nope. <laughs> that's that's showing our group bias, right? Or yes. our whatever you want to call that. You mm. know, and so I think we have to be very careful with dumb memes. <laughs> yeah. Um what else would you add? How else do we respond? Yeah, I would say and we talk about this with all about what about what about ism, but think hard before using those as an argument because yeah. I, I do think there's a space for acknowledging inconsistency in thought. Right. Like yeah. sometimes people are being inconsistent. And so you do wanna want to be able to show them that, but don't do that in a way that tries to minimize whatever they're being, mm-hmm. whatever they're discussing. Right. Because again, if, if, if I'm talking about the discrimination and the unjust treatment of black people, which is evident, mm-hmm. evident in history, right? The, the, the proper response is not to immediately jump to what about is the, the proper response is to maybe either learn or empathize with me. Yeah. And then we can talk about, some of the inconsistency yeah. in thought, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so don't don't jump straight to it. That's what I would say. Don't jump, don't jump yeah. straight to the whataboutism, right? And at the end of the day, I mean, I think we would add, like, because part of this again goes back to that. Let's minimize certain sins. Let's minimize some of our history. Let's minimize America's sins. Um, we don't need to do that. No, right? Um, we we can own our sin. We can own what we've done that's wrong. And the reason why we can is because we have hope in the gospel. Yes, that there is actually forgiveness and grace and mercy because Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins and rose again. Like, like the idea of minimizing sin, it's almost like we're minimizing ato- the atonement. Yes. I mean, minimizing what Jesus did. Jesus only died for small things, right? Like, you know, no. let's you know we don't acknowledge it. It was that bad. It's like, well, I mean. One, the Bible teaches us that it was that bad, that we are that bad as humans, yes. you know. Two, history teaches us, if we're honest with it, that the sin was pretty terrible and ugly, right? Three, we have the solution. There, there is yes. a solution in Very the gospel. So. That is our whole message as Christians, is that is not that our sins weren't that bad and God loves us, but no, our sins were horrible, terrible, deserving of hell, and God forgave us, Yes, you know, and so... Man, you know, let's hold on to that. Um, let that let that be what we want to get out there. Um, so yeah, anything else you would add, brother? As far as no, nah, that, that's perfect. That? That's cool. a perfect way to end that. 
All right, well, let's uh, move on to our crazy question. <laughs> yes. So we've had some fun with uh, talking about memes uh, today. So, Kenny, what is your favorite meme? So my favorite meme is actually a, a tweet that has kind of turned into a meme. And so <laughs> someone uh, tweeted a while ago, like, have we checked all food to see if exploding them makes them into something better? Or did we just stop with corn? <laughs> so, mm. you know, you explode corn, you get popcorn. Yes. And so, you know, somebody asked the question, like, did we check all of the food? So what, right. what that brings to my mind is, like, yes. we need to start taking seeds of things. Just put them in the microwave. Just put them in the microwave. See what happens. And, and right. Until something happens, right? Yes. So I'm thinking of, like, like, we need to take some grape seeds. Some, mm. Like, I'm thinking about fruit. Like, you take the seeds of fruit I mean, and make them into, like, just explode them and see what happens. You know, there's some... <laughs> college kid who like did like a whole research probably got his yes. doctorate in for real burning it's, stuff in the microwave yes. trying to get stuff to explode yes know, yeah. fire department called mm, everything everything yeah. yes yes but yeah it, it makes me you know i, I want to try some of this to okay. explode stuff to see if we get something better i like that i yes. mean you know i mean i don't want to encourage people in my family to do that particularly any of my right. boys neither of my boys to do that because i have a younger one I probably who would should be like, issue a disclaimer now just to that's cover my us favorite yeah it's not like if they sued us they would get a lot of anything let's be but. careful yeah that's true <laughs> right. That's right. don't do that at home <laughs> right. there you go uh yeah so mine is in 1663 uh there was a a, a partial that's really important partial <laughs> skeleton of a woolly rhinoceros discovered in germany yes now you remember 1663 yes. we're still learning about woolly rhinoceroses and that and so there is in the i hope i'm saying this right magneburg unicorn so basically some scientists take these fossils partial and they put it together as best as they can to <laughs> to show like uh this is what we think it looked like yes dude that is the funniest picture i've ever seen we'll put wow. it in the footnotes because it they call it the magdeburg unicorn <laughs> because it actually looks like a big huge unicorn yes right and then it's all in the wrong spot and it's hilarious that is and so funny. people will use it as a meme to kind of make fun of hey science has discovered this or something you know if, yes. if science makes a a discovery and it ends up being wrong or something like that, or somebody who's supposedly intelligent uh, says something that's wrong, often people will post that picture, and it makes me laugh every time <laughs> I see it. So anyway, that's my uh, favorite yes. meme uh, this week. Um, well, hey, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. I hope that uh, it was encouraging to you, and uh, we look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.